Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com. Draft.com, a better way of playing fantasy Really, any sport. You can do football, basketball, whatever. I'm usually doing the basketball. But instead of just picking random guys with salaries that you know sometimes don't make any sense whatsoever, you're drafting against other players. If you're good at fantasy basketball, you will be good at draft.com. And if you use the promo code HTB, hashtag basketball, you'll get a free entry to your first draft. So go download draft.com or uh, you know use whatever web browser you deem as your as your current preference to go to draft.com use that promo code htb i am your host mike katrin and joining me not as always but joining me today is tyler p watts what's up tyler michael what a day what a day to be alive you've made it it is week 10 of the season and this is you know, obviously, Christmas is here. The Christmas slate of games, one of the best days in NBA, and the NBA season is, is upon us. But on, on top of that, this is kind of the transition from that first third of the season, which we've been talking about recently, into where teams are figuring it all out, into that second part, or the second third of the season, where trades, maneuvering, and not just in the NBA, but on your own fantasy basketball squad, that's going to be the most important thing moving forward as you head into that last third of the season, which is the home stretch, the playoffs, or you know that that, that final gun at certain categories for all you roto players out there. Shout out to you, roto players out there, because that is the superior way of playing fantasy basketball. You know, we made it. We're already here. I, I almost felt like at first the season was felt like very slow like i was like all right it's already three weeks i feel like you know it's you know it's been longer but now like it's it's starting to speed up uh, yeah i always think this time of the year flies by i mean i don't know if it's the holidays or, or what but i always feel like once we get to like mid-december man i like blink twice and it's february it's it's um it's really weird and it happens very very quickly and here we are christmas week and we have our five game oh, slate oh, of christmas games Let's let's go for this first, okay? Just getting you in the festive mood, Mike. I want to know. Oh, okay. I want to know number one thing you want for Christmas this year, or or if you don't want anything, because I don't really know that I want anything. We can talk about that. the The greatest gift you've ever gotten for Christmas. Go. The number one thing that I want for Christmas this year is to see Jim Boylan fired on Christmas Day. Just see the announcement come across the wire on the holiday that Jim Boylan and you know you know let's let's go all the way let's go all the way if I really could ask for anything, Reisdorf sells the team, Garpax is out, Jim Boylan is sent to Siberia to never be seen again to coach the Siberian Husky Boys, which is a great basketball team up in Siberia, and never to be seen again. That would be my ideal Christmas. Wow. Well, I feel like that's kind of mean of you just in the sense that that's someone getting fired on christmas i feel like that's it's it's cold fucking you know what it is cold fucking hearted 
But the Bulls have done it before. They did it to Scott Skiles a long time ago. And Scott Skiles actually can coach a basketball team. You know, this is just well-deserved. Arguments. <laughs> All right, so this slate here. Let's let's talk about this slate. What do you what do you want for Christmas, Tyler? What, what, don't, don't skip out on the question yourself. So what do I want for Christmas? I don't know, man. I don't really don't want anything for Christmas, to be honest with you. Just wishing for a for a year of, of health and happiness for myself. And everyone, for that matter. That is, um, that's why you're the nice one on the podcast, Tyler. That's, that's very, that's very lovely, as I wish for the demise of, of, of real human beings and their careers. You just want a health and health. That's really, that's very, that's very sweet. We should all take a lesson from you, Tyler. Well, I don't know about that, but, but that is something for sure. Let's get into week 10. We got our five-game slate, and obviously no one plays on uh, Tuesday, Christmas Eve, and you know, we're, guys, don't don't look at your fantasy basketball team on Christmas Eve. Go go spend time with your friends, family, whoever you whoever you choose to. But that makes this week super super weird because we got eleven games on Monday, and fourteen freaking games on Saturday. Which actually, you know, if you can get that, that might be a more fun day than the Christmas Day games. If I, I wish some of those games would just start earlier. And we talked about that last week that I don't know why they didn't just go for the, the full boat, like the start one at like noon again, like they do on Christmas and just go for it because oh. yeah, that's a, it's a wild day of basketball on Saturday. And I feel like there's so many games you can't even catch half of them because I mean, the first one starts at five and then we got the jazz and Clippers at 1030 and then kind of spread out in between there. But yeah, there's so many games like there's two at seven. There's what about six at start at eight o'clock. Like, they should just spread them out a, a bit more. It's almost like a opening week of March Madness kind of deal. They should just like have three games going at all times throughout the day and just split screen them on NBA TV. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. There's actually a really lot of good games in this week, and we don't have a ton to talk about as far as pickups, so I'll, I'll go over this a little bit. You know, we talk about on Monday, the, the two national TV games aren't great. Raptors on the second of a back-to-back at Indiana. I mean, that's a fine game. Pelicans mm-hmm. at, at Blazers, like, not not super into that. The Christmas slate, obviously, we get a bunch of pretty good games. I mean, that Raptor squad is scrappy, playing Boston. Milwaukee, Philly, that'll be fun. Eat your dinner at 5 o'clock. Don't watch the Rockets and Warriors. No one wants to see that. Then the two LA teams at eight, and then the Pelicans and Nuggets at ten thirty. Hoping the Pelicans can at least stay in there, make that a fight, and and that could be a, a really, you know, what do we talk about fourteen hours of basketball, right? Then you That's turn good. around, then the next day you get Spurs and Mavericks. Luka Doncic, possibly, potentially, probably returning. Okay, that could be a fun game, I'd, right? Possibly, I don't know if he is. I don't think he is, but possibly. Uh, so the news was today that he was ramping up his activities and that he is projected to return over the four games between now. and Well, it was five games today, but four games that are left between now and New Year's Day. So he shall be back in in short order. And there was a clip, uh, Brad Townsend tweeted it, of him like running and shooting layups with Coach Jamal Mosley guarding him. So he can't be that far away. Shall return soon um, so yeah that's a that's another fun game right and then we talk about that crazy saturday where i mean 
there's just a ton of games and there's a, a couple of good games on that Saturday. And there's just a lot of interesting games, right? Like Philly, Miami, that's kind of an interesting game. Look at look at some other ones. We got Lakers, Blazers, kind of into that. Jazz, Clippers, kind of into that. So there's some good games all around this week. I am excited. It's going to be a great week of basketball. Lots of people off work watching basketball. Fantasy, though, it's not the greatest slate in the world, right? Eight teams play four times. There's only four teams that play twice, and then the other 18 play three times. So when we talk about weekly leagues, right, there's some pretty good pickups. But when we're talking about daily changes leagues, the streaming is very, very difficult. And a lot of it has to do with there's no game on Tuesday. And then Monday and Saturday, there's a ton of games, which leaves us only with, what, four days to choose from. And in those four days, there is not a lot of teams playing. So it's going to be a very difficult week to stream in your, your daily changes. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to have to kind of figure it out. You, I mean, we do have a lot of injuries with the Raptors. So like, that's a, an interesting place to look at this week. I, I see you got Rodney Hollis Jefferson in there, which is someone I recommended uh, as well last week when we went in those, uh, in that hot, or not hot takes or quick hits. Hot takes is a whole nother, a whole nother subject, Tyler. But with the schedule, with Christmas, it's going to be a weird one. There's only a certain couple days that you really even could probably bring somebody in. And chances are you should probably just be looking towards week 11 because you're going to have some of those some of those pickups left over by the end of the week. For sure. And we talk about, you know, there's kind of a lot of good guys. Daniel House, right, plays early in week 11. And, and we talked about him the last couple of weeks just kind of being a little disrespected like – He's been really good, and he's only on a 26% of leagues. He should be on more. Yeah, him him and Ben Malcolmore have been kind of going back and forth in that rotation, and both of them seem to be standard league relevant at this point. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, Macklemore is, is on a lot of hot shooting, and so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that up. He's getting a lot of open looks, which you know makes it a little bit better. But yeah, him and Macklemore both, they're worth picking up and riding hot hands at least. And you know, I think both guys have the potential to be have some staying power. And that was what was weird, you know, the weirdest thing for me about this, you know, for, for weekly leagues with guys with four games is like, you know, there's four or five guys here that should be owned in, in all leagues. Like, Lee Collie Stein should be owned in all leagues, and he's only owned in 49%. House in 26. B Elites is only owned in 41. He's the 85th ranked player on the season. And I understand That's- that. Marvin Bagley's back now, but he's still playing a ton of minutes. Yeah, that's really surprising to me. Bielitsa is someone who's standard league relevant, was standard league relevant last year. So, like, what? Why did the why did the masses kind of throw in the towel for Bielitsa? I know he's been lower than he in the rankings and production than usual, I guess. But like, he's still he's a top one hundred player. We've been on Willie Collystein since before the season being a standard league relevant player. One of the most common names I keep continue to see over and over and over again is Dylan Brooks. It's great. He's very good. He gets over steal a game. Yeah. With 14 points and almost two threes, like he should be on Josh Hart. Another guy just doing a lot of across the board stuff. The 120th ranked player on the season. Like, so, you know, you look at in weekly leagues, like there's a lot of guys that are out there that you can just go pick up and get a really good option. You know, maybe that replaces someone in your lineup. Like, I don't know, maybe you have Laurie Markkinen who's only playing two games, or you have one of those Clippers players that are only playing twice, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams. Like, it's hard to start those guys this week because 
you know, two games just isn't enough. Like even if you get two great games from Lou Williams, he scores 25 points a game. Well, that's 50 points. If I get Dylan Brooks, who's scoring 14 a game, I'm getting more points from Dylan Brooks than I am from Lou Williams, even though he scores 25 both nights. So you got to look at it that way. Exactly. And then with, with Bagley back, you know, if you go look at some of these games, as you were talking about the, the Sacramento Kings, is that they're kind of ramping up Bagley, you know, a little bit slower. They're still, as as we said, remember a few weeks ago, we talked about Richard Holmes, that we should you should buy high on Richard Holmes and then explain the concept of being like buying high because people would assume, you know, he's not going to play when Bagley gets back. And he's, he is. He's playing. Uh, yeah, and, and the most surprising thing for me about that whole thing was they kicked Wayne Dedman completely out of the rotation. He's gone. And they paid decent money for him to come over. And he's not even he's just not even played. They played an eight-man rotation against the Grizzlies in their last game, which is strange, right? Like, we don't see many people doing that, but they have, you know, eight pretty solid guys. And Bielitsa, Holmes, Barnes, Fox – Healed Bagley, Ariza, and Corey Joseph, and I don't see any reason why they're gonna they're gonna go away from that anytime soon. Like really Bogdanovich will, will be back at some point, right? Like he's he's banged up, he missed that game. But couldn't you just see Bogdanovich replacing Corey Joseph and them rolling with an eight man lineup still, or replacing Trevor Ariza and them rolling with an eight man lineup still? Absolutely, I think. And the, those are your eight. And if those eight, you know, everybody's gonna average like twenty five more minutes. All eight of those guys on any given night could be the guy. And I mean, I think that's kind of what they want, right? Is like, you know, they have a lot of balanced scoring and a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. And they've actually been playing fairly well. They lost that game to the Grizzlies, but, you know, they're a team that talked about those last two spots in the West being wide open. Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see this Kings team, you know, get on track and, and get up there and get in there. Like, those last two spots are wide open, and none of those teams are seeming fantastic. Uh, nobody seems to want to grab that final spot by the horns. That's, I think the Bulls are going to try to grab the East spot by the horns. But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're, they're still somehow two games out, but really, really terrible. Uh, but Memphis also, like, you talk about that Memphis sack game. Memphis ended up pulling that one out. And you have one, two, three, f- three guys on, on, on this list here on the article that you write every week for hashtag basketball.com, Jay Crowder, who's been incredibly solid and a great, great streamer. I'm not, I'm surprised he is only rostered in 31% of leagues. Um, And then Tyus Jones, who's doing very, putting up decent numbers in a backup role. And then we talked about Jones a lot. You know, I think in the past that he's one of those guys like a Matisse Thibault type where like he's really good in two categories, but he kind of actively hurts you in pretty much everything else. Cause he's only playing like 20 minutes a game, but he's getting you a steal and he's getting you almost five rebounds. And Great. You, you look back at last season, he got you almost five assists. I'm sorry. I said rebounds the first time it was assists. He had yeah. almost five assists and 1.2 steals. There's no reason to think he can't do that again. And that makes him a worthwhile streamer because you know, you can literally win those two categories by picking up someone like Tyus Jones. Yeah, like and, 15 assists is, is significant. Yeah, and in a four-game week, right, like this, you're talking 20 assists. 20 assists and four steals, that's getting you somewhere. And It's definitely getting you somewhere. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, think about how many weeks your matchup you win or lose by less than 20 assists. 
much every one unless someone's yeah. really punting hard and assists. So like to say to throw out, you know, like, oh, I'd never pick up Tyus Jones. He's averaging six points a game. Well, he is averaging six points a game, but he can literally sway two categories in your favor. And you're not gonna find I mean he's rostered in four percent of leagues. Like that's you can't you can get that in any league. So like pay attention, get him on your get him on your roster, at least stream him on your roster. I want to ask you about a particular Memphis Grizzly though. A lot of hype around this particular human being. And he is the fourth most rostered. And he's not on your list. His name is Brandon Clark. And Brandon Clark has been playing fairly well for the minutes that he gets. How about that? But those minutes are super inconsistent. What are we what are you expecting with Brandon Clark? And do you do you think he should be rostered in all standard leagues at this point? And what do you what do you see with him going forward for the rest of the year? So this is one of those very interesting cases to me because, you know, Clark is an older rookie, right? He's already 23 years old. So, you know, there was a lot of hype for him, you know, coming out of the draft because he put up a lot of really unique, crazy, fun stats at Gonzaga. And, you know, good for him. He's shown that he can do that same kind of stuff in the NBA, you know, put up some really weird wonky, like really good lines, right. Where he's scoring like 25 points and blocking like two shots and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He is the 86th ranked player per game playing 21 and a half minutes. That's very nice. Um, a lot of it is on the back of a very, very, very high field goal percentage. He is shooting 64.6%. A lot of dunks. I would assume. Uh, yeah. A lot of dunks. It's mostly dunks and threes. Like he's the, He's a very traditional player in that sense. Okay. He's shooting 44% on his three-pointers, which is also very, very, very good. The issue I have with him is, well, let's just read the last five games. 25 and a half minutes, 25 minutes, 17 minutes, 18 mm. minutes, 24 minutes. Mm. So, you know, like, could he be rostered? Yes. I think the answer to that question is yes. Are you going to be very happy every night? I'm almost certain the answer to that question is no. And here's the thing that I don't super love about putting Brandon Clark on my team. He's averaging 0.4 steals and 0.8 blocks per game on the season. I don't love a guy who's not going to get me any defensive stats. And then the assists are also 1.2 assists per game. So it's like he's kind of hurting you in three categories. And he's not hitting a ton of threes, only averaging half a game. So he's hurting you there. So, yeah, I mean, should he be rostered? Probably. Do I really want to roster him? No. He's the type of guy I'd probably, if I was on my roster, be looking to trade for another top 100 player that I feel better about. Like, you know, give me someone like Dennis Schroeder, who's the 92nd ranked player. Well, someone someone who's more consistent, right? Because that in, the, in that last game against Sacramento, he only played about almost 19 minutes, under 19 minutes. He wasn't in foul trouble. And Jonas Valanciunas did not play that game. So you would think that he would start getting more minutes. There's more minutes to go around with Valanciunas now in the game. There doesn't seem to be a matchup problem that I can terribly think of. I guess he, maybe he can't go against Holmes. Maybe he's a little too a little too s- small to go against Holmes, perhaps. But well, they, they say he's played 13% of his minutes at center on basketball reference. That must be in a lot of small ball lineups, though, yeah. because like I don't – I don't see him 
playing well against a big bruiser, a Steven Adams, a, a Rashawn Holmes, a, a guy like that. So, like, he's more of a, a forward to me, like a combo forward. Yeah. He can play he a little can. power forward. He can play a little power forward. I would not be sticking him out there at center unless the other team is playing a power forward at center. Yeah, he can't go up against those big boys. And then that's, I think, the problem here is that, like, Brandon Clark just doesn't fit. You know, you got Triple J and you got Valanchunas. And then you got Jay Crowder, who is a better, more consistent, knows where to be at the right place at the right time, kind of three, four wing. Who he sh- Jay Crowder should play over Brandon Clark. He should. So, like, Brandon Clark just doesn't fit in. So, where's that consistency going to come from? Probably in the later half of the season, maybe maybe when they're just like, ah, screw it, we'll just play the rookies. I don't know if I want to wait till February. Oh, and you got to look at at this part of it too, right? So if you go to the Grizzlies, per game stats for their entire roster, okay, all 15 players, the 13th player averages 10 minutes a game. That's not that uncommon. But then once we get up past that, right, you're talking 14, 16, 18, 19, 19, 20, 21, 25, 27, 28, 29, only Jay Crowder is averaging over 30 minutes a game for the Grizzlies. So to sit here and say that, he, oh, they're going to eventually play all the rookies and they're going to give Brandon Clark 30 minutes a game, they don't give anyone 30 minutes a game. And I think that's a, a team philosophy and a coach's philosophy, right? This is Taylor Jenkins' first year as coach. I, I don't think he really wants to play anyone much more than 30 minutes a game. So to to bank on Clark getting all these minutes, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Well, you know the uh, overthinking fantasy basketball guy out there who goes, look at that per 36, baby. Once he's playing 36 minutes a game, it's not going to happen. Like, we do this every year. Somebody's per 36 looks fan-fucking-tastic, like top 20 fantastic. And one, the minutes never come. and Or the minutes come, but the production doesn't. The fouls start coming. You know, the can't stay on the floor syndrome happens. Well, going up against first teams, not as effective as when he was going yeah, up against I mean, second like, teams. It's always something. He was going to shoot 64% against starters in the, in, in the NBA. Like You basically You're, have to dunk uh, everything. You know what Clint I mean? Ca- Clint Capella, that's who. Yeah, and, and Brandon Clark is not Clint Capella. Like, Brandon Clark is not that big. He's 6'8", 210 pounds. Clint Capella is a, a beast mode man, and he also has Westbrook and James Harden, who you know, no, no disrespect to John Morant, but you know that's two absolutely elite playmakers, just lobbing it up there for him. I think it was like honestly, I think I was just watching the game the other night against the Suns. I think Clint Capella at half was like seven for seven, just all dunks, just dunking all over the Suns. Yeah, for sure. And that's possible. And here's the other thing I'll say about Clark if you don't care about percentages. So I, you know, you just take off his field goal percentage, which is amazing in his best category. He drops to the 162nd ranked player. So you got to care about your field goal percentage to want to have Clark. And you've got to also realize that the counting stats for Clark aren't exceptional. And so you're relying a lot on those very good percentages. And if those percentages go down at all, he's going to take a drop really fast. Fine. 
he's definitely play, on the edge. Those rankings look good, but it's it's you know cumulative rankings. You start looking into those categories, you know, or start punting some categories that he's great at, and he's barely a Stanley player. So I, I understand the hype. I think he's a pretty good player. I just don't think it's going to pan out for most people, most most fantasy basketball managers out there for the rest of the year. So you know, sell sell high on Brandon Clark. That is it for week ten. Tyler's any is there any like I guess storylines or any anything else you're like looking forward to this week uh, other than the visit from Santa Claus? All right, Mike. I have one other Christmas related question for you. Okay, right? let's hear it. So it is your ideal Christmas. So it doesn't matter what you're actually gonna do. Okay. Okay. I want to know your ideal Christmas itinerary. Go. This, is, um, this actually might be really, this might be really sad, but I just want to watch basketball day by myself. <laughs> I don't want anyone else around. It's you know people are around all the time. Like I hang out with people. I go to par- Christmas parties. Blah 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 blah. blah. I just kind of want to. I feel like you and your yeah. wife should be still spending much quality time together. Oh. No, she can go visit her family, and I'll put on sweatpants. And I'll get under some blankets, and I'll order some pizza, and I'll watch basketball for 14 straight hours. That's my ideal Christmas day. The, the Christmas Eve I do want to spend with, you know what, with friends. You know, so, you know, family, you don't get to choose your family. You get to choose your friends. I spend it with my friends, have them all bring over some fine wines or beers or assortments of uh, alcohol and then just uh like crank up the heat and, and play tunes and, and get real sauced that's my idea of a nice christmas eve well, all right i like that i like that it sounds like a very nice time hey, what about you tyler um yeah so for my christmas eve i don't know i've never been a big christmas eve celebrator i know lots of people love to get very sauced but i'm not uh i'm, I'm more of a, an enjoy your your drink kind of man not very saucy, Tyler. Not very saucy. Yeah, not a, not, a, not a guy who gets extremely sauced up. But yeah, so I hate waking up early in the morning. That's that's one of my least favorite things. So I'd, I'd have a nice sleep in on Christmas Day. So it's nice. Just wake up in enough time for basketball. I feel like there's got to be a good meal involved in there. Maybe two good meals. I'm a, I'm a big fan of eating. So I'm, hope, I'm hoping for a nice Christmas meal right around that, you know, Get that first game going, start getting the food in you. You know, that's that's about about how I like to play it. And then, you know, that five o'clock game, especially this year, that Rockets Warriors, I'm I'm not really too down to see that. So I'll probably be having another nice meal about then. Yeah, and just a lot of basketball, a lot of food, a lot of a lot of a lot of friends, a lot of good company, right? Some family, like someone who's down to watch the basketball. Nothing I hate more than complaining that the basketball's on while the Christmas festivities are going. Like you can't be complaining. You gotta enjoy the basketball too. You can you can compromise. You can say the basketball can be on, but we can put it on mute. How about that, everybody? How about that, Grandma? And Grandma's like, uh, you know, actually, my Grandma, she'd be cool about it. She'd be like, put the damn game on. Well, that was only the Bulls were playing, right? That's true. She's a big Bulls fan. Respect to Grandma Catron out there. Yeah, that sounds like a very nice Christmas, Tyler. I, I hope everybody out there, I hope you have a great, great Christmas. We are going to come back to you later this week with our Christmas special. 
we're going to be talking about that first third of the season, the second and what we're going to be looking forward to in the second third of the season. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you have a nice Christmas, feel free to find us. We'll probably be tweeting on Christmas Day, I assume. Come bother us as we live tweet the games. But I hope you have a great Christmas. And if you really want to support the show, please rate, review us. Give us a little Christmas present. Join patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You get access to those quick hits along with exclusive access to Tyler and I, which is always, always worth a, f- that's a nice gift to you, I, I would believe. And if you like to do that daily fantasy stuff, go to draft.com, use that promo code HTB. Please enjoy your holidays, be safe, and uh, be thankful. Have a great night, everybody.